0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. This is Pastor Omar Zachary, and you are tuning in to Praise Tabernacle Church, Tuesday Night Bible Study, and we thank you so much for being a part. We want to thank Elder Oliver for allowing us on this platform. God bless you, sir. Thank God for those that are on the panel um, tonight, and we're just having such a such a great time, had a great service on Sunday. A uh, lovely wife, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she talked about freedom, and we had, a, she had some illustrations on the board and stuff, had such a great time, missing some, some of our normal, regular um, saints that, that come, but we... So grateful that even now we have Facebook Live where those that can't even show up, they can still tune in. So we thank God for that. Uh, Just thank God for technology. Technology can be a good thing as long as you use it the right way. So we thank God uh, for that. Amen. And we uh, just appreciate what God is doing in our lives, in our midst. Uh, In spite of what the world is doing, we can always count on God to stand by his word, and we can always lean and depend on the word of god so we thank you so much tonight for being a part we uh, had such a great bible study last tuesday night as well We had so many of the, the saints tuning in and talking we didn't know who all was on but we thank god for everything that went on even last tuesday and tonight we just going to say a quick word of prayer and one our uh one of our best one of our best teachers and preachers Amen at our church uh is gonna be leading us tonight in the person of minister Kevin Tobert. And we thank God for the for the Tobert family. Uh been with us for a, a long time. Amen I say. I think all their children were born born in our church, in our fellowship. So we thank God for such a great family, a young family, but A family that's that's dedicated, determined, and dependable, and we we honor God for them. So I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then the next voice you hear will be that of Minister Kevin Tolbert. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and according to your word, we are to rejoice and be glad in it. And we can rejoice not because of what's going on, not because of what's happening, but because we can put our faith and trust and hope in you, that in spite of what we're going through, in spite of our bodies and illnesses and different things and bills and everything else that's going on in the world, you are the one constant. You are are dependable, and we're thanking you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for our family circles, and God, we pray that The lesson tonight will be a blessing. We already know it's going to be a blessing to those that listen. And, God, we ask that you would crown our leader on tonight, crown his head with wisdom and knowledge, God, and the panel that's going to be supporting him tonight. We pray that you would give us all insight on what needs to be brought out to be a blessing to each other and to the listening audience. These and other blessings we ask and pray in your son, Jesus' name, amen minister toba services to your hands god bless all right thank
2: you pastor thank you for um everyone listening thank you for the panel um for just going to be helping me on tonight for just tuning in and thank god for this opportunity first off pastor um definitely put a lot of pressure uh we appreciate you saying you know one of the one of the best, but oh Lord, that's some pressure right there. But I gotta I gotta be able to bring something on tonight. And I'm telling y'all, everyone that's that's listening, that this is going to be um, absolutely an encouraging word. Praying that someone gets something out of it. Praying that you know someone is just going to be touched on tonight and just gonna be able to have a good testimony going forward. That you know they got a got a lot out of Bible study, and they know how to handle certain things going forward. You know, so that's what Bible study is all about. We come together to be able to get a good word, and and we're gonna go for that on tonight. So tonight, well, I'll be coming from a very familiar passage of scripture. It's gonna be um, Romans chapter five. The lesson is. Number one, verse one, going down to 11. But the topic verse is going to be verse five. So again, that's Romans chapter five, verses one through 11. Topic verse is verse five. And the word reads, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Got a simple topic on tonight. It's gonna to pretty much be the theme on what we're what we're going through and um what we're going in the in the word on tonight. And my topic is very simple. My topic is I hope you have faith. Again, my topic is I hope you have faith. So on tonight's lesson we will have an opportunity to go over a variety of topics. Um and those topics are including hope faith, and love. Each one of those topics brings something special to the table. You know, and I pray that someone gets some encouragement through the word on tonight and on these scriptures, Romans 5 through uh, 5, 1 through 11. And, you know, this is going to be a a letter from, from Paul to the church at Rome. And, you know, there's a saying that goes, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Well, Paul is reminding the church in Rome on what to do, you know, and sometimes we all need that reminder because that helps keep us on track. So we just want to give some words of encouragement on tonight. And let's see what that says the Lord as we start just looking at verse 1. We're going to go from verse 1 on down to verse 2. And the word starts off with something very powerful for those of you all that are listening. And the word says, Therefore, being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of god so again paul is giving us a reminder you know of how things work you know how things work over, work over here you know, uh, us as Christians, we are justified, or just to put it simple, we are considered righteous before God through faith in Christ, through your faith, your belief in Jesus. All right? Choosing Christ is the best decision that you'll ever make. You know that's the, the that's the number one thing on every level. That's the best decision on every level. Oftentimes we we say other things are the best decision. Um, you know, but that's more of an exaggeration or due to the excitement. You know, you you could be in the middle of saying something. Man, that was the best decision I ever made. And all the you know, the real best decision, you know, is choosing Jesus. And we all know what the real best decision is. Like I said, that's choosing Jesus. Also, uh, Paul talked about justification and righteousness in the previous two chapters. He went over this, you know, in, in comparison. I mean, if y'all take a look over, you know, not only chapter 4, but chapter 3 as well, he goes over a whole lot um, leading up until this point. That's why that chapter starts off just like that. Um, And he explains, you know, what, what led us to this point in conversation, you know, and God's grace is abundant and truly a work of beauty. We got to understand that, you know, God took a sinner, like me and you, and turned us into something brand new. You know, think about where you were and what you were doing before you accepted Christ, before you ever established that relationship, how you were. You know, think about all the different things that you used to do. You know, and I I don't know about you, but God gave me a new attitude, a new mind, which, you know, led to better decision-making, considering, you know, that I made a lot of bad decisions before Christ. You know, I'm you know, maybe maybe it's just me, you know, but before I became a Christian, before I fully accepted the walk and chose to um chose Jesus and, and, and accepted accepted him and to thirst after righteousness, listen, I mean I was a completely different person. It's night and day. So God can change you and that's how you can you know become that new creature because once you accept Christ you know everything that you that you used to do you don't have those same types of of desires and and stuff like that you become new in one way or another you know doesn't mean that everything changes immediately and or, or anything but it means that you're new you're different you know that's when someone can give a testimony and understand that hey this ain't the same person that we used to see in You're not who you used to be. That ain't the same Kevin, so to speak. Uh, You know, we used to, uh, (laughs) my nickname and stuff like that, I ain't going to say that. But we we used to this person, you know, and now this is a brand-new creature. And, of course, that's how you should be. You shouldn't be able to see the same exact qualities and characteristics that you had before. You have to see the good side of yourself in a different version, and that's what Christ can provide to you. So God gave me more patience. He gave me, um, you know, more reasons to smile. I have joy. I have the fruit of the spirit. There's a lot that has changed based off of that one decision. So that one decision changed everything for me, just choosing Christ. You know, that's why I would say that choosing Christ was the best decision ever. You know, also, just going over these two verses, We get an understanding that Jesus' death on the cross took God's wrath from us, and now we have peace with God. So that's how you get that that peace. This is something that comes along with what Jesus did. This is part of that benefit package of what Jesus did. We get that peace with God. So, you know, somebody had to pay the cost, and I'm glad that Jesus took everything that we deserve, and placed it on himself. He took all of that stuff that you were supposed to get, you know, that the, the wrath of God that was going to come upon us, now we are saved. We're saved from the wrath and the wrath to come, the wrath of God to come. Amen. Uh, so now God, he sees that you're covered by the blood, and you get, you know, to enjoy and experience exactly what that means. You get an opportunity to see what it's like to live on this side and, and walk with Christ and have a, have those Christ-like uh, attributes and characteristics. So that's how you, you know, become new. You don't act like you because you're acting like Christ. You know, that's a different thing. When you, when you take on Jesus, you take on all of his attributes. We also take on a lot of other things, you know, that comes along with it. We take on some some uh, what we have to go through, because the same way that Jesus went through some things and, you know, his own set of trials and tribulations, we have our our persecution, our persecution. We have ours that we're going to get into and talk about within the next uh, couple of verses here that we will see. So we do have our benefit package, but we do have some things that we go through regardless of having God on our side. We still got some things that we, we go through. And Scripture tells us how to deal with that. And not only when we deal with it, we understand that no matter what we go through, that God is still on our side. Verse 3 and and 4. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing, um, and we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. So saints, We have to realize that we now have access. So we have access to grace, to peace, to joy, to hope, and faith, along with many other things. Uh, And with that being said, we still go through some things, as I said earlier. We're not exempt by any means. We're not exempt. We have different things that we can go through and different struggles that we can go through uh, in this life, you know, and they're going to happen. It ain't a whole lot you can do to avoid it. However, I will say that we are still protected, and even in the middle of us going through, God still has his hands on the situation. So regardless, we can still go through what we're going through because we know that we're going through this with God, you know, because uh, some things we go through, and it, it may hurt at the moment because it becomes, you know, you know, very eye-opening experience, but you'll come out with more knowledge, more wisdom, and you'll gain more experience on how to handle a similar situation in the future, you know. So even though we're going through something, we're going through it for a reason. We're going through the process, and that word goes over that process. If we look over what it says, and it says, uh, you know, we, we glory in tribulation, how are you going to feel good? Are we going to glory in tribulation when you're going through? You're going to feel good because, uh, well, not necessarily feel good all the time, but you're going to glory and give God the glory because you know that God is on your side, knowing that tribulation work patience. So you come out with a little bit more patience, and patience gives experience. So we're going to have some experience because we not went through this before, right? And experience gives you hope, hope because we know that God can do it and will do it, you know. So we have hope. So listen, saints, I want to tell y'all that every success story has a certain level of trials and tribulations, but you have to have joy in the journey. Let me say that again. Every success story has a certain level of trials and tribulations, but you have to have joy in the journey, knowing that God is with you and that you'll make it through. And it's just a matter of time. So what you're going through is temporary. It. it it's just a matter of time. It doesn't matter, you know, what the situation is, you know that it's just a matter of time before you're 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 out of it. You know, a storm don't last for a very long time like in a physical natural sense. You know, even if it's a hurricane, you know the hurricane comes through and it it does its damage, it does its destruction, but it has a moment of calmness and then once it passes, you pick everything back up together. You know how things will be later on, right? So you know, I don't I don't know about you. Amen. I, I don't know if anyone ever had a moment where you thought the, the world was crashing down on you, so to speak, and, and God just really made a way out of no way. Anybody ever had that happen? You know, I I'm I'm sure someone has, you know, and I'm here to tell you, you know, that I'm I'm a witness of this. I'm a witness of, you know, God coming through when you thought that, you know, everything was all hope was lost. And I'm here to tell you that God will turn our hopeless situations into a hopeful reality. I'm going to open the floor. Anybody got uh, any question? anything they would like to add or, you know, whether you want to give a, a testimony that back up what we just went through over those couple of verses right
1: there. Amen. Mr. told the scripture that uh real briefly that comes to mind is just a couple of pages over, Romans eight and twenty-eight. Uh very familiar, and so many people quote it, but it is so easy to forget that scripture when we're going through uh based on what you're saying, tribulation uh works patience, patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not a shame. Look Romans eight and twenty-eight says and we know all things work together for the good to them that love god and to those who are called according to his purpose and then i mean if you just if you keep on reading which i'm not but you can keep on reading that which further clarifies when we are in right standing with god in spite of what we may go through we have an anchor we have someone that's um carrying carrying us through, so we can always rely on God even when we can't feel God, okay, because our salvation is not based on a feeling anyway, okay, so what uh, what you're saying tonight is great because just because you are a believer in Christ, that does not excuse you from hardship, that does not excuse you from uh, things happening in your life that may sometimes seem unfair, You know, the only thing we got to do is go back and read Job, and we can see how out of of all that, God was still there. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Pastor. Absolutely, and and you're correct. Um, Like you said, God is still there in the middle of what you're going through. And, I mean, a lot of us have been through some stuff, but, you know, I I can't say that a lot of us have been through, um, and I can't say that I've been through what Job has been through. Let's put it to you like that. Um, by you bringing that up, when you go over that, you understand that man went through a lot. That man lost everything, you know, but God, <laughs> you know, and, and God uh, restored. God was there with him uh, through that, every every ounce of that situation. But, you know, that's one of those things, as like you say, as an example of how we see that, you know, we're not exempt. You know, we, we go through some things as well, you know, but the difference is I would rather go through and have God on my side than go through and I don't have God at all. You know. So we feel you know, I would definitely feel sorry for those that haven't made the choice to choose Jesus and have God on their side, especially when I'm you know, when you when you're going through some stuff, especially if you ever, you know, know somebody. You may have a family member that, you know, Just because, for example, just because I'm saying, you know, everybody in my family ain't saved, you know. For example, I have some family members and I'm still praying on and I I wish they were going on and, you know, give their life to the Lord. And when I'm hearing about certain scenarios and, you know, you're telling me certain stuff that's going on that you're dealing with, I'm like, hey, man, it's better to have God on your side when you're going through this stuff. But, you know, um, everyone has their own choice to make, and some of them haven't come around to that decision to choose Jesus, to come, um, come over to Christ. And those are the ones we have to continue to pray for so that they can, you know, come on out, come on over to the good side, so to speak. Anybody else got anything? Thank you, Pastor. All right, so let's go back and read down. We're going to go from five to six, but I want to, because it all flowed together, I'm going to read it all. Um read a couple of verses right before it. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed uh, abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So that right there is just, you know, a powerful statement even at the end, you know, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Similar to another scripture that's in this text a little bit later. I ain't going to jump to that right there. But, I'm, but listen, saints. You know, sometimes you have to, uh, what I would say, put hope against hope, right? And sometimes you have to put hope against hope, meaning that you have to continue to hope, although the outlook does not warrant it, although things don't look like Amen, that you you have hope. It don't look good. Everything, regardless of the situation, it doesn't look good. So you got to put hope against hope in a, in a hopeless situation. So then we have to understand that we have to put hope against faith. See, we have hope that certain things will happen for us and will change for us, but we have to have faith that God will get it done. See, Scripture says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and that's Hebrews 11 and 1. So in the case of hope against faith, your faith has to win every time. Why? Because Scripture says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews 11 and 6. So we got to understand that it's a process with this thing when it comes down to dealing with our hope and our faith. And I'm here to tell you, saints, that Christ, our provider, is providing us with hope and faith. And we just have to use our resources to our advantage. So I'm here, and I'm here to tell you, you know, know, to have, you know, I'm not telling, I'm I'm telling you to uh, have your hope and your faith against each other in a good way. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying to use your hope and your faith in a good way, meaning that they will bring, bring, uh, bring out the best in you. You know, your hope and your faith will bring out the best of you. You know, so to be clear, I'm talking about, you know, them working together, but using them as a comparison, one versus the other. So when those trying times come, when those difficult times come, keep this word in your back pocket and you'll remember it later on. You know, so I don't know about you, but I love when God sends a, sends a signal that that tells us that, you know, he's still there even when you're going through something. So, for example, I've been uh, working on a new business venture for a while now, and every time I think that I'm getting somewhere, these roadblocks begin to pop up, things begin to happen. You know, And one of the last things kind of had me, you know, feeling a little defeated momentarily. You know, then God stepped in and made it work out. So, for example, there was, uh, you know, I, I do have a trucking company, but I'm starting something a little bit different. Uh, which is a brokerage company, so that I can get the loads myself and maneuver from there. And I didn't got all the way down. And every time I get to getting close to getting started and everything, something happened, roadblock happened. But I'm here to tell you that when I was told no by a company that I already deal with, that you know I already have a established business a relationship with, and I have to get their approval. Uh, to be able to work with them on the other side to have the brokerage work the way that they need to work, they told me no when, you know, a few months ago they said, yeah, all you got to do is get started. Man, we'll be right there. When the time comes when I got started, they told me no. And I felt so defeated because I'm like, man, I've been dealing with y'all for three years. How dare y'all tell me no in a sense, right? So, you know, I felt defeated. I had to pray on it. Took a while, maybe about a week or so later, um, I began to seek another company to deal with. And while I'm working on that, man, I'm telling you, by them uh hearing from that other company wanting to deal with me and pick pick up where things was was left off, my original company that I've been dealing with for three years, somebody somewhere, God touched their heart and changed their mind and say, You know what? you approve, we got you, we going to work with you. It wasn't nobody but God because I, I forgot this part and left this part out. Uh, there was a policy change where they wasn't accepting new brokers. That was the important part. That, you know, But I was having an established relationship. But, however, there was a policy change. And, of course, they wasn't going to uh, have me above the policy. But God, when you got God on your side, you know, He'll, he'll open those doors that men close. So this was closed in some facets. This was closed to, to me directly. But, you know, when I prayed on it and put my faith into action, along with my, with my hope, God sealed the deal. God opened the door. So I'm just here to tell you all as an example that God will open doors, even though man has closed those doors. Man, I, um any comments? I know I saw that uh, sister Buzz texted that uh, she was trying to say something. Anybody want to say anything? I don't know if Sister Buzz got on or not.
0: I I would I would like to say something. That is awesome. God is so good. He can open doors that men have closed and he can, you know, close some doors that need that needs to be closed. Amen. But that is so awesome. And what I think about the scripture from um Philippians chapter four, six and seven, um, it, it talks about not being anxious for nothing, but in um but everything by prayer. It goes something like that. I know Philippians four, six and seven. Um, by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving and the process of you know, trying to get this approval, you were still giving God the praise, still thanking him and still praying and still acting on that thing that you was believing and hoping for. Not anxious for nothing, but believing God. And if we get into that place, it will bring us peace. It'll bring us joy. And at the end result will be, I mean, to the glory of God. That is so amazing. So that's what that's what came to me, that scripture, being anxious for nothing. You you know you you spoke on it, you prayed on it, you you know didn't try to you know harass nobody. You put it in the Lord's hand, and He worked that thing out. That is beautiful. That that's awesome. Amen.
2: Oh, thank you, First Lady. It definitely um, a good word to add to that to add the scripture, you know, to back that up. But I'm telling you, you know, God will God will surprise you, and you know, God will provide, and that's actually. Um, Part of the name of the company is, you know, God will provide logistics. So that's that's the name of the company. That's what it stands for is GWP, and I had to put God in it because God has brought me this far. So when I, um, and that's by way of my wife. She actually came up with that because of a lot of things that we've been through, and God has been there. So we want to make sure that we include God even in our in our business and in, in, in business ventures. Want to give God the glory. So. Just continue to do this, so whenever we run into these roadblocks, regardless of how it looks or whatever, we just got to realize that you know we go through some stuff, but God is going to see us out, and we're gonna have that testimony and be able to take that back to somebody else that may be dealing with the same thing or something similar. you know, so thank you uh thank you First lady, and anybody else before we before we go forward.
0: Amen. So I wanted to comment on first number six. Um, for when we still for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. This brings me back to when I worked at uh Mercy's gas station like I don't know, maybe eight years or so ago. And I remember there was a a guy that came in and we were talking and one thing about this guy I see him almost every day because he stopped there on his way home to buy his cigarettes. And this day in particular, he was complaining about something I can't remember now, of course. And I remember I invited him out to church. And when I invited him out, the first thing he said was, girl, I can't walk into no church. It'll catch on fire. And so to the people that are listening um, on today, I want you to know that from this scripture, it tells us that Christ died for the ungodly. Christ knew what he was getting himself into and he knew that some people would not accept him, but he loved us enough that he still gave his life for us. So don't ever think that that you're, you're you've done too much or you're 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 horrible or whatever the case may be. That God can't come in and change your heart because God isn't like man. We give pieces. We give a little bit here of ourselves. We give a little bit there. But when God comes in, He pours all of Himself into you. So. Whatever it is that you're you're going through in life, don't think that you, too, don't have a opportunity to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior because you do. There is nothing that you've done that's bad enough that you can't go and be made new again with God. So I want people to get out of that mentality that, no, I did this or I did that. God doesn't want to hear from me. Open your heart. Repent, accept him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he hears you because, again, the scripture says that he died for the ungodly. So he already knew that everybody wouldn't accept him. So I want people to get out of that mindset of, no, I can't. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Because Christ is here for all of us.
1: Amen. Amen to that. I, I was thinking um I think that was Sister October, I think. Um there's nothing that we can or have ever done the blood of Christ can't cover. Okay? There's nothing. There's nothing it it's impossible for some that I don't, that you have done something in other words, what we're saying, that we can do stuff that's greater than the atonement of Christ. Uh, that's a, that's a, If if we can do anything that's greater than the atonement, then the atonement don't even matter. Then what he did on the cross wasn't sufficient. Then that means his dying was in vain. But we know that's a lot because what, what the Scripture, what it just said, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, period, for the ungodly. And that that included all of us because we all was, was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. What Adam brought in, Jesus Christ fulfilled and took it out. That's that sin nature. That's that sin nature that we have. We are born in sin. Therefore, and we talked about this the other Sunday, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. There's no way you can be in Christ and still be the old you. If you're in him, no matter what you've done pre-Christ, if you're in him, then you stand and you are in right standings with God through him. Let me say it again. If you are in him, if you're in Christ, you are in right standings with God through Christ. That's the only way. Okay, because even all our our righteousness, I don't care how good you think you are. On the other end, I don't care how good you think you are and how much good deeds you've done. You may have even done some good deeds under the banner of Christendom. But if you have not accepted Christ, for real. There are many saying the repentance prayer. There are many doing that. But they have not really received and accepted him in their heart as Lord and Savior. See, everybody want him as want him as Savior. Everybody want him as Savior, but not everybody want him as Lord. That's why in due time he died for the ungodly. It's the ungodly that needed a Savior. And that includes, that's all of us. It, it was the ungodly. We were separated from Christ. But now, I mean, separated from God. But through the atonement, we have been reconciled. Oh, bless his name. We've been in, through Christ, and, and the other Sunday, when, when I preached the other Sunday, I gave the illustration of my, of my son. And I, and I talked about it then. I was looking at my, my baby brother, and I said, if I'm looking at you out of the eye, you in trouble. But if I look at you through my son, then that's the only hope. That's the only hope mankind have is to have Jesus standing in between you and God. Because if God is looking at you without that sacrifice, without seeing the blood, but without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, there's no forgiveness of sin. So uh, uh, Since October, that that was great, uh, and and that's what we got to tell the world. We got to tell the world that because you, you got a lot of people that think that they too bad. No, no, no. Christ is too powerful. The blood still works. I don't care how bad you was. The blood works. The blood still covers. Only thing you have to do is by faith accept it. Accept the gift.
2: It's a free gift. Accept the gift.
1: All right, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tober. No, thank you, um,
2: Pastor, and uh, my wife as well. Um, Y'all just coming with it and, I mean, just adding all the extra seasoning on it. You know what I mean? So thank y'all for uh, the input. And, you know, we're able to hear from all of you all to be able to get a different perspective and bring more out of the word at the same time so this is all that we need to hear all the encouragement that we need to hear all the the breakdown of the word thank y'all for all the input and i'm I'm telling y'all i know somebody listening is is encouraged and you'll be able to take these same uh words in these scriptures you know to be able to witness to someone whether it's to witness to someone like we spoke about um that uh, you know, like my wife spoke about that didn't want to come to come to the church. Um, you can show them this scripture about, you know, how Christ died, you know, for the ungodly. You know, so we can show them that scripture. When you're going through some stuff, we can go back and let them know how this works, and we can let them know about, um, you know, verse, what, 2 through 5, you know, and, and let them know that, you know, even though we go through some things, we got to rejoice and, you know, have some hope, you know, to the glory of God, you know, because even though we're going through these things, God is still with us and that God will still get the glory through it and and at the end, you know. So these are the types of things that we have to celebrate, be proud of, and be a witness for, you know. We don't go through certain things just for us to continue to keep our mouth closed. When we're going through stuff, and God has brought us out, we got to be able to tell somebody how good God has been, how God has changed us, how God has saved us, how he worked through different situations that we had going on. So we have to be that witness. So it's up to us. So um, just encouraging all the saints on tonight, you know, have that, that faith, you know, have that boldness for Christ to be able to speak up and speak out. You know, and and this is this is now now the time from what we've been going through, what we've been hearing. All right, and I'm gonna um go forward with the word, thank y'all. Um uh, we're gonna look at verse seven on the eight and we're gonna uh continue on. All right. So the word says For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man will some even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Very important scripture. Similar to, you know, pretty much similar to the other scripture in verse 6. But let's look at this. No way around it. What Jesus did on the cross was simply amazing. You know, he, he did what others wouldn't do and couldn't do, you know. Make no mistake about it, that this was the greatest sacrifice. So here Paul is making it clear that Jesus showed the ultimate level of love by his sacrifice, the same way that the Golden Text explains in John 3.16, it you know, explains God's love, because the, the Golden Text says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's love is on a completely different level, you know, than any human love because a lot of us don't know how to love. We don't know how to love folks the right way. And, you know, I'm sure some of you listening today have experienced a bad love. But I'm here to tell you, that his love is the standard so god's love is the standard his love is 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 where we ought to get our love to You know, and we have to stay connected to God in order to have his version of love to spread to others. So as long as we're connected to God, then we can be able to spread a certain level of love. We can be able to show love the right way to everyone else. So we got to think about this as we've gone over uh, the scriptures and when we look at it. When we didn't deserve it, Christ died before we were born Christ died while we were doing whatever we were doing while we we're doing our things and while we we're doing whatever came to mind at the time Christ died you know and that level of love is shown in 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 this a uh, certain level of love that I would say where that love that was shown it can't be duplicated but it can be appreciated so we have to show God a certain level of appreciation for what he did we have to uh, show jesus a certain level of appreciation for what he did because he changed the dynamics of things god set us back i mean uh, jesus set us back right with god he reconciled he settled that thing so when we had a, a, a issue you know when we had our differences with god he settled that so we got to understand what happened so we got to appreciate Jesus, We got to appreciate God. We got to appreciate what happened on our behalf. So, Lord, I appreciate your sacrifice, and I know that those on the panel and those that are listening at home would agree that they appreciate um, your sacrifice as well. So we got to just understand what what Jesus did, the work at the cross, and what that means for us And the more that we begin to understand that, the better off that we'll be, you know, and we'll understand where we are with God, you know, and also how we can spread love to others and show others that they can come on over to God. Because whatever you're going through, whatever situation, whatever sin you're in, Jesus already paid for that, you know. It it would be like the best thing ever. If you know that you went to a restaurant and you ordered up the whole menu and you know that you couldn't afford it, but by the time the bill comes, somebody say, Hey man, it's paid for. Somebody already covered it. You would be you would be jumping out your seat. You'll be happy because you know you did way too much. But look at God, He covered it. In life sometimes we do too much. You may have felt like you didn't did too much. But it's okay. God already covered that. So you come on over to to the Lord Jesus. You You get that thing straight with God. You just choose him. That's how you get it straight. Then you work on yourself because, see, that old you, that's the one that did all of that. But once you put away the old man and put on that new man, you become a new creature. And you do that by choosing Jesus. Anybody want to add any final comments before, you know, going into... After this, I'm, I'm, I'm closing between nine and eleven. Anybody got anything they want to add?
0: Um, I'll I'll add something to it. Um, such an amazing lesson um, that Jesus Christ can be taught every every Bible study. But speaking of um, <clears throat> speaking of love, um, I reminded of the scripture which speaks about love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it's not not proud, and it goes on um, to say, but your love um, of Jesus Christ should show even to, um, as Sister Toba was talking about, um, not that she knew the person personally, but, you know, that love um, shows to those that are unbelievers and then also to the believers um, as well, and then also going back off of you know, given the um, example of you know, you know you order too much, you know you're doing too much. But um, what the Lord gave me, uh, Mr. Toba, why you said, why you were saying that is sometimes our too much can affect our future. Our too much can can doing too much um, when you know better. It can affect our family. It can it can affect our household. Um, our finances, our careers, our jobs, whatever it is, do it. You know, but if we walk in the will in the will of God, um, you know, everything will fall in line. I think I had said it on Sunday to where you, uh, you know, you move too fast, you move too slow, but everything you do, it should be Lord, if it's your will, if it's business career, God, if it's in your will, God, it's, it's going to work. So um, that's what um, the Lord put in my in my spirit when you were saying that. You know, you got too much food, you, you did too much, but now you're trying to, you know, as they say, rob Peter to pay Paul. The older people used to say that, you know, and that's you kind of get yourself stuck because you put yourself in a situation, you know, where you did too much, and now it affects it affects the your the things and the people around you. So this is yeah, that was good. That was good. I needed that.
1: Minister, I, I you. thought about uh, uh the other Sunday, um and, and it's, it's you know, God God knows what he's doing even in our in our fellowship, our church. Um the other Sunday I also I mentioned about debt and I asked everybody, I said, Well how how many of you here got got some kind of debt and I I pretty much everybody raised their hand. I think even some of the kids raised their hand, talking about they had debt. And yes. uh, and I, <laughs> Y'all remember that, and, I, and then I asked, how would you feel if you got a letter or got something that, a notice stating that all your debt has been paid, has been canceled, uh, is you're free, whether it was a mortgage or cars or student loans or, uh, whatever uh, medical, and I asked everybody, you know, I asked the, 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 you know, the church, how would you feel if you you got, and everybody was excited, and I was like, well, you know, you, that may not happen, that may not happen in the natural, it may not, you know, your debt may not may not be wiped out, but that sin debt, which we ought to be more excited. We, that's when we should have really started running, when we, when we recognize that Jesus has paid the debt. And he paid it once. He paid it once. And it, it, it never has to be. We don't have to go back to it again. We don't have to pick, even though some, some of us have went back to doing some old things or whatever. But because of his atonement, because of his blood, because without the shedding of blood, I think I said that before, I'm gonna say it again anyway, without the shedding of his blood, there's no remission of sin. So in spite of, you know, I I got this mortgage here uh at at my home, and I would love for them to send a letter to say it is it, is paid in full and, and I don't even need to know who it who it is that paid it or whatever, but if I never get back, and most of my, all my cars even my wife's truck we I, that stuff is is paid off um you know but if i never get this house paid it, it's all is is worth it just to know that when i leave this side then i open my eyes with jesus because he paid that debt he paid the sin debt all this other debt I got on o, over here, it, it wasn't him. It ain't, it ain't the Lord that, that gave it. Like my wife, I think, was saying, a lot of stuff we just done picked up on our own. And if we look back and we really recognize where our money goes. And and a lot of times it ain't that we don't have enough. It's just that we, we we done put on so much other stuff. God bless you with enough to do what you need to do, but you done, how much other stuff have we put on? that if we can just eliminate some things that are not needful, then we could probably see our our money and probably really pay some debt off. So great lesson tonight, Minister Tobin. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Pastor,
2: and First Lady for that level of insight and those different um, varieties on that topic. Um, definitely much appreciated, and I'm, I'm telling you, you know, God has paid the price, like you said, and you know, anybody would love to have their debt paid. But like you said, Pastor, it's already been paid spiritually, you know. Spiritually. So we just we just thank God for, you know, the words of encouragement on the night and every everything has just been adding up and we've been getting different nuggets from everybody. So greatly appreciated. So, uh we're gonna go from nine to eleven and then uh, we'll get ready to close up in here. Uh, So verse 9 says, "Uh, Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were, were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life and not only so but we also joy in god through our lord jesus christ by whom we have now received the atonement And the, the atonement is that's what pastor was talking about earlier when we talking about how jesus paid the price you know so everything that we just read in those scriptures are, you know, made possible by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. See, God loves us, and he sent Jesus to save us. Jesus loves us, so he gave his life, and he put us on the path of righteousness with God. But he didn't stop there. He left us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to be able to communicate with God, to help us, and guide us through spiritually jesus reconciled and that word means to settle or to restore so he settled our differences with god so now we're not enemies with god we're on the same side so when god sees us now he sees his son because jesus paid the price for all our sin all our sins you know the power of the blood Is more than we can imagine. So I thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his sacrifice. Thank God because his sacrifice saved my life. His sacrifice saved my soul. So I want to leave you with this. Never lose hope because hope is what keeps us going. And never lose faith because God never fails. God bless you. And I hope this helps you. Hope this helps you find joy in the journey. And then and also um hope
1: you have faith.
2: That's it. That's servants in your hand.
1: Great job, my brother. Great, great teaching, great lesson on tonight. I'm I'm Lord, I I I'm just thinking that I mean so many of these lessons and services have been from each from Sunday to Tuesday have just have have hammered the the importance of Christ and I'm I'm just glad to be a part of of this this ministry. Anyone on the panel any any final words for tonight? Anyone on the panel have any final words you would like to give on tonight? All right, all right. Well, God bless. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna raise our offering and give that information out. Uh, One last thing that I I do want to point out, um, and we often hear, you know, and it it just seems as if everybody going to heaven, but everybody talking about heaven ain't going. And I don't care what what the preacher and everybody, whatever whatever they say at the funerals and all this, but everybody, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to put it, ain't going. Okay. Paul did say in that verse ten, for if when we were enemies, now that's if that if when we were enemies, what what is Paul saying? Before Christ, we were enemies of God. So if you have not made Jesus your choice as Lord and Savior, Savior and Lord, then you, you're standing in a position of being an enemy of God, which goes back to uh, I, I I don't want to stand before God without Jesus right there, without Jesus in between us. Cause that makes me without Jesus, I'm and I'm an enemy of God, and that's what you know. We we this world now, it, it just seems like everybody want to put everybody in heaven, and and everybody got their wings, and you know, see you in the morning, and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, this, something ain't, something ain't right, cause hell has enlarged itself. We never read what heaven has. Okay, so, you know, it behooves us to warn them, warn the people, family. I think Mr. Tov was talking about his family. You know, we, we all got loved ones and different ones, coworkers. And listen, you ain't got to be great and go over to Russia. You ain't got to be great and go over to Haiti and witness. Witness to that Russian right there in your neighborhood. Witness to that Haitian on your job. Okay, you, you you got them right there in your neighborhood. You got them right there on your job. The only thing you got to do is be a witness. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works. Because some people are in the position, and I'll be through, in the position of being an enemy of God. If you don't have Jesus, you're an enemy of God. I might need to work on that message, Toby. You might need to do part two. If you not, if you don't have Jesus, then you stand in opposition of God. Meaning, you are an enemy of God. All right, all right, all right. If you like to give tonight, we're going to give our church uh, cash out. Uh, dollar sign PTC eight seven seven. Once again, dollar sign PTC. 877. Also, our Extended Arms Ministry, which is uh, outreach to our local community. Uh, Dollar sign, Extended Arm. No S at the end. Extended Arm. Once again, dollar sign, Extended Arm. Amen. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart to give. Listen, this has been another great Great Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church, uh, located in the physical every Sunday morning. We start at 845 at Simonton Elementary School here in the great city of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Meet us, 275 Simonton Road, Southeast, Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30045. We'd love to see you on Sunday morning. The Lord delay is coming minister tobert he'll be our uh keynote speaker so he's doing a double double this week he's going to be preaching for us this sunday so come on out bring your shouting shoes and bring somebody bring a loved one bring a friend bring an enemy we know the man of god will have a great word for god's people we love you and we appreciate you praise tabernacle we love you and we thank god for you father we thank you we appreciate you for another great study on tonight Help us to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. We know your word is a lamp unto our feet, and your word is a light unto our path. And we just thank you and and help us to understand the difference in an enemy and a friend. So we are a friend of yours. We are a child of yours as long as we accept your son and we live our life according to his word. There's more to it than Just a step, and now there's there's other steps. We got to grow in his grace, and we thank you for this opportunity, for the newness that we have in Jesus Christ. We no longer have to be an enemy of yours because of your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, and we appreciate you, and as we leave this place for never your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Good night.